If we could have all the kids uh, come up, uh, little kids, if you're a little kid, that's you, Mark, <laughs> you and, and you. no, nah, but uh, children, come up here, please, come on up here, we're not, we're not going to have junior church today, but I, I wanted to, Kayla and I have a little something I want you to help us with, and uh, for those of you under the age of 20, uh, this piece of technology that we're pulling out. This is called a flannel board. <laughs> this is a staple of Sunday schools all over the, the country uh, back in the day. You think of it as a big blue iPad, kids. Only you, you know, you're looking at me like, what? Okay, so uh, what I want to do, gang, I'm going to read a story. And as the story goes along, Kayla's going to give you some pieces, and we're going to let you create your own scene here, okay? So what we're talking about here is the Christmas story. You guys are ready for Christmas, aren't you? You're all set for Christmas? I mean, what's the, the meaning of Christmas? It's, what, what do you think? Jesus' birthday. I thought it was Santa Claus's birthday. No? No, I guess it's Jesus's, so they're going to set me straight here. All right, so what I want to do, I want to read to you what's called the nativity story. And there's a big word for you, nativity. Okay. All we're talking about is when Jesus was born. Okay. Mary was at home when a mighty angel came. She was scared, but he said, Gabriel is my name. There's Mary. Okay. Gabriel up there. Gabriel doesn't look too scary. God is sending you his son. He will live on earth, and you will be his mom. How about that? Right, Mary's going to be Jesus' mom. Your cousin, said Gabriel, will have a son too. When Mary saw Elizabeth, she was glad it was true. The angel told Joseph to make Mary his wife, to raise God's Son together and to support him through life. There goes, there goes Joseph. He's always walking in front of Mary. You know, doggone it. You, you know, walk All right. But soon the Roman rulers gave a great command. A count of all the people will take place across the land. Joseph was from Bethlehem, so there he had to go. Mary traveled with him, but the trip was long and slow. Let's see here. I'm going to ride the... <laughs> All right. We had to really work with Mary there. It's amazing, a black marker and a piece of... All right. <laughs> So off they go. They're on a trip. They're riding. She's riding the donkey. Bethlehem was packed, and not one inn had space. So Mary and Joseph slept in the animals' place. What kind of animals do we have? No room for them. So they said, go sleep in the barn. We got cows. Yeah, I don't know what... Her what breed of cow would be indigenous to the, the Holy Land? I, I looks like uh, 
Guernsey cows, maybe. I don't know. Good. Yeah, we got sheep. Very good. Got to have some donkeys in there. All right. Mary had her son, and as he did not have a bed, she put him in a manger where the animals are fed. We have a manger. There's a manger. Yeah, yeah, I'll put Jesus in there. There we go. All right. An angel had told Joseph what to name the boy. They called the baby Jesus and were filled with joy. All right. All right. There's Joseph. He... While Bethlehem's people were in bed fast asleep, shepherds in the fields watched over their sheep. Got some shepherds there. Must be nighttime. Let's put some stars up in the sky there. Whoops. Shooting stars. <laughs> you should have seen us walking in when the wind blew all the pieces. There we go. Shepherds. Yeah, got some shepherds up there. Very nice. Very good. That star just doesn't want to stay. There you go. Very good. Suddenly a light shone down on the frightened men, and angels told them of the child born in Bethlehem. Okay. Yep, there's the star. The shepherds ran from the fields to find this child. When they saw the scene, they stopped and smiled. Here come the shepherds. Getting pretty full in the barn there. (laughs) Mary was surprised, but let the shepherds see. Amazed, they said, someday he will set all the people free. Far away, some wise men saw a star, huge and bright. They set out to follow it on that very night. Here's our star. We got some wise men in there. There we go. Here we go. We'll put them up there. They're following the star. Three wise guys. The wise men found the place where the stars shone overhead. Mary let them in to see Jesus in his bed. All right, here come the wise men. They're coming in to see. Very good. They gave him special gifts given to kings of old, frankincense and myrrh and a box of precious gold. Jesus grew up to be an amazing, perfect man. He died for our sins as had always been God's plan. And Mary thought of those who were there at Jesus' birth. They knew even then that he would save the earth. Very good. So that's a pretty good scene. Let's hear it for the kids, gang. All right, guys, great job. Thank you. All right, bud. Good job. My favorite book. 
here. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> well, the story that we just read and the really fun video that we saw at the beginning of, of the service, I and mean, of course we're talking about Christmas morning, uh, you know, what Christmas really is about. And I kind of teased the kids, some, you know, it's Santa Claus's birthday. You would think it was Santa Claus's birthday with, you know, Santa here and there and all the stuff and, and uh, you know, what the season really is and all of the things that people put up with. I have a, uh, a friend who uh, all of a sudden he's, he starts asking me about concealed carry. And I'm like, what in the world would you be interested in that for? And he goes, yeah, what, what would be a good, you know, and he went and he got his license, and then he was kept asking about recommendations for things, and I'm like, well, you know. And I couldn't figure out why all of a sudden he was inter interested. Then yesterday he makes the announcement, I'm going out shopping for the first time, and I want to be prepared. I'm like, holy smokes, I mean, it's a jungle out there. I, I, but so off he went to do his shopping, properly armed and ready to go, you know. And uh, for a lot of people, I know this time of year, it's, it's kind of scary, you know, to go out and to see all the people. And, and I know, uh, you know, sometimes Black Friday is what it is. And some people see it as an adventure and let's go. And others, it's kind of like, never forget it. No way, I'm going to get trampled to death. I don't want to be out there. You can see some of the best of them people and some of the worst in people that night. So it's kind of interesting. Everybody has a perception of what you know, this story is. But I want to go back to the Bible and focus in on one part of the story about the birth of Jesus. And I'm in Luke chapter 2, and I'll be uh, starting in verse 8, which is about the shepherds and, and the angels. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord, and this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning the child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. You know, the shepherds were probably really shocked to suddenly see you know, an angel of the Lord. I know I would be. We talked about the reaction Mary had and Joseph and, 
and Elizabeth and, and Zechariah. I mean, the, the, the angels were showing up all over the place. And Joseph was having dreams where angels were was telling him, no, don't go down to Egypt, don't go there, don't do this. Well, here we have just ordinary shepherds. These are people who work in the fields, they take care of the sheep, and suddenly the angel appears and issues this great proclamation to them. You guys are lucky. You're in the right place at the right time, guys, because behold, I've got really good news for you, guy. Uh, Really good news that's for everybody. Not just you, not just Mary, everybody. For unto you, for you guys, born in, in the city of David, your Savior, Christ the Lord, is born. And to prove a point, if one angel wasn't enough, suddenly the heavenly host opens up. The heavenly host is sort of, uh, you know, it's believed, uh, when I was a kid, I always thought, well, maybe it's like a choir. You know, they, they all kind of came in, and they all start singing, la, la, glory to God in the highest, you know. Host is really, it's more of a military term, okay? The angels rank and file, here they come. They're lining up. And their battle cry is glory to God in the highest. Because of what's happening right now in the city of David, there will be peace on earth among those who God is pleased with. So this is a most important event, if not the most important event in history, along with the eventual resurrection of Jesus. The word peace, or versions of the word, is used in all but one New Testament book. Seems the angels had it right when they declared glory to God in the highest and on earth goodwill toward men. They were declaring God's desire for a harmonious relationship between men and God and nations. Peace describes friendliness, uh, freedom from attack, leave me alone. Yet despite the meaning and the purpose, there are still today many people who do not have peace in their lives. Many see and hear the sights and the sounds of Christmas. Uh, We see what happens around us. And in despair, they say, there's no peace on earth. There's no peace. I, I, I can't even find peace in my own heart, let alone peace on earth. And it's not just 2017. For centuries, people have struggled with the notion of this idea of peace on earth. Were the angels lying? Were they, it was a wishful thinking? During the American Civil War, Henry Longfellow wrote the lyrics of, I heard the bells on Christmas Day. Yeah, you probably have heard the song. Forgive my caterwauling, you know. Uh, but, you know, a wonderful Christmas song. Originally, it was a poem, and during the American Civil War, he wrote the lyrics, and with heartfelt conviction, there's a line in there, he says, For hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. And that honesty is, you know, that's, I can identify with that. 
1861, two years before writing this poem, Longfellow's personal peace was shaken when his second wife of 18 years, to whom he was very devoted, she was uh, tragically, she died, she was burned in a fire. The war breaks out, the nation's thrown into chaos. In 1863, his oldest son, Charles, joined the Union as a soldier without his father's blessing. Longfellow was informed by a, late, a letter dated March 14, 1863, after Charles had left. I have tried hard to resist the temptation of going without your leave, but I can't any longer, his son wrote. I feel it to be my first duty to do what I can for my country, and I, would be will and I would willingly lay down my life for it, if it would be of any good. Charles soon got an appointment as a lieutenant, but in November was severely wounded in the Battle of New Hope Church. He would survive the war, many wouldn't. Longfellow first wrote this poem on Christmas Day in 1863. This is a guy who, the idea of peace... What peace? My wife was killed in a fire. The war broke out. The whole nation's been thrown into chaos. My son has disobeyed me. He's gone off to fight. Sure enough, he's wounded. But he would write this, this poem. He called it Christmas Bells, and, uh, where he would describe this idea of peace on earth and this longing that he had. Peace on earth? I mean, I hear the bells, but is there peace? Peace is what we all want. It's easy to mock the notion of peace on earth. Uh, of course, I teach history in my, uh, my real job, and uh, um, when we get around to teaching World War II, there's uh, an interesting story, a soldier I like to bring up, a man by the name of, of Dick Winters who was a D-Day paratrooper. Uh, he served in the 101st Airborne in the 506th Infantry or in Company E, called Easy Company. And they were a very famous uh, company of soldiers who you know, seemed to be in all kinds of major engagements, did all different kinds of things, fought very valiantly, lost an incredible amount, but Winters began the war on D-Day when he parachuted safely near the French city of St. Mary-Glise. Okay, as the war began, um, the idea was, let's get some men off the coast, into the countryside, they'll fight their way back to the shore and open up the roads so people can get off the beach. Well, that sounds good, until as the planes were coming in, they were under attack and a lot of men had to jump before they were ready. Sometimes the planes were too low, other times planes crashed. Well, he got lucky and made it out. And uh, losing his weapon during the drop, he had to figure out where he was. He gathered up some other people and started to make their way towards their objective, which was a, a tiny little French village called Saint-Marie-du-Mont. And so off they go. And uh, he becomes the de facto commanding officer. He didn't realize it, but his commanding officer had been killed in an airplane crash that same day. Later that day, Winters leads an attack that destroys a battery of German howitzers that were firing onto the beaches. 
when they uh, began the battle, there were uh, winners had 13 men with him, and they very quickly found out you know, the Germans have over 50, including these big howitzers. But by using their brains and using their training, those 13 men were able to take out uh, these uh, three or four German howitzers, took out a lot of the enemy. Uh, this uh, action is well known today in military circles and things, but anyways, it was a very valiant thing. And you would think that somebody who did this would take a lot of pride in that, could gloat about that the rest of their life, could be very prideful over what had happened. Yeah, we went in there on D-Day, and man, we, we mashed them. We got them good. It's so easy to revel in the accomplishments that we have in life. But Dick Winters, in a, in a letter, or in, in a, his personal diary that he wrote, uh, he made a note. He said, before I dozed off on that first day, I did not forget to get on my knees and thank God for helping me to live through this day and to ask his help on D plus one. And then every day after that, I would live this war one day at a time and I promised myself that if, if I survived, I would find a small farm somewhere in the Pennsylvania countryside and spend the remainder of my life in quiet and peace. After all that he had been through, the only thing he could think about was, I just want to find a nice, quiet place and have peace. I don't want glory. I don't want accolades. I don't want to, you know, relive this moment every day and tell it a hundred thousand times. I just want to find peace on earth. The news headlines are pretty disparaging. The reality of war and hate among nations is as strong as it's ever been. It's sometimes hard to know what to say to those enduring this this Christmas season, with loved ones who are serving overseas, people who have lost loved ones, uh, who are going to go through Christmas the first time without people that they love. Yet despite this, the message of, of Christ is still there. Peace on earth. The scriptures are clear. In John chapter 14, verse 27, one of my favorite pieces of scripture this is Jesus before he's uh, about to be crucified. It's the last night. He's with the, uh, the disciples. He's under a lot of pressure, a lot of strain. John chapter 14, verse 27. Jesus knows he's about to leave. He says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give it to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. The story of peace that Jesus is talking about, that the angels look forward to, the only kind of peace that will ever be found will be in the coming kingdom of God. Jesus promised, God himself has promised through his Son that and going back and fulfilling a promise all the way to, to Abraham that you know, one day your descendants will be you know, a great kingdom. 
Because of Christ, all of us who call ourselves Christians, we can count ourselves as part of God's family. We'll be part of that great kingdom, that kingdom to come, where there will be peace on earth, goodwill towards men. I want to close by reading the, this original poem written by Longfellow. And as, as we leave here today, I want you to think about this idea of peace. What is peace? I heard the bells on Christmas Day, their old familiar carols play. And wild and sweet, the words repeat of peace on earth, goodwill to men. And thought how, as the day had come, the belfries of all Christendom had rolled along the unbroken song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Till ringing, singing on its way, the world revolved from night to Today, a voice, a chime, a chant sublime of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Then from each black accursed mouth, the cannon thundered in the south, and with the sound the carols drowned of peace on earth, goodwill to men. It was as if an earthquake rent the heartstones of a continent and made forlorn the households born of peace on earth, goodwill to men. And in despair I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth, I said, for hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Then pealed the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail. With peace on earth, goodwill to men. I love the way Paul, he puts it, um, oftentimes when he would close a letter, you know, he would leave a little, little thing, to, you know, a little nugget to chew on, something to think about. And at the end of, of 2 Thessalonians, he talks about, may the, peace, may the Lord of peace, may the Lord of peace himself give you the peace always in every way. The Lord be with you all. The Christmas season to me is about peace, peace on earth goodwill to men. Today we're kind of talking about it in a universal sense, that the coming of Christ is the beginning of God fulfilling his, his promises to Abraham, the promises of a future kingdom of, of, of God's people being with God forever and ever, in which there will be peace on earth, goodwill to men. Tonight, if you come back, I want to talk about also the birth of Christ is not just about peace on earth, but peace with God. In a greater sense, Jesus came not for peace on earth among the nations, but that you might have peace with God. We're all separated from God. That leaves us without peace. I want to make peace with God. How do we do that? What is peace, peace with God? The Bible says that you know, those who confess with their mouth and believe in their heart Jesus is Lord will be saved. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. It is a gift of God. Tomorrow when we open up our Christmas presents and we 
We get the present, we rip them open, and yeah, look at, look at there. Jesus came to, to earth, God's son, the fulfillment of his plan, his, the logos, the, the, the word, the idea of all that God had promised, put into motion, and now alive as a, in a baby. And that gift of that child is for you, and it's for me. How do you unwrap such a gift? I mean, the gift is simple. Peace with God. Peace with God. You can't grab Jesus and unwrap him. We can't go back in time and then kneel before the, the, the manger. How do we make peace with God? The only way that peace is possible is through Jesus. As Jesus lived and he growed up, he became uh, the uh, fulfilled his mission as the Savior of the world. He died for our sins. To unwrap that gift, to unwrap that gift of who Christ is, is to believe in your heart and to confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. That's how you unwrap that present. I haven't turned down a present yet. People, here, here's a present. I know it's underwear and socks, but yeah, yeah, yeah oh, okay, underwear, yeah. Still happy to get it. It's a gift. And yet so many people are presented the gift of Jesus. And people, I don't want that gift. Doesn't cost you anything. You want peace on earth? Do you want peace in your heart? You find that through the, the blood of Christ. You, throw, you find that through a baby in a manger. I used to get angry. There was a film, uh, I don't even remember the name of it. Ricky Bobby, oh, dear baby Jesus. Baby, he's always praying to baby Jesus. And they're like, what do you pray to baby Jesus for? Oh, he's my Jesus. That's what I And I always thought that was so sacrilegious and ridiculous. But in some ways... It really is that baby Jesus that makes everything possible. Because without the birth of, of our Lord, without the birth of Christ, there, there, there can't be peace. There can never be peace on earth. There can never be peace between you and God. That peace only comes through the sacrifice of Jesus. And before there was a sacrifice, there had to be a birth. So tomorrow as we unwrap our gifts, ask yourself, have I ever unwrapped that gift that God has given to me? That free gift of grace that will bring peace between God and me? My prayer is that you'll do that. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give it. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Let's pray. Father, we, we come together in this Christmas season. We love Christmas, Lord. It's a wonderful time of, of thanksgiving, a time of love, of, of family and friends, a time of giving. My prayer, Lord, is that all of us will stop and think once again and and just uh, glory in the wonderful gift that you've given to us through Jesus. Father, we love you today. Bless us all through this Christmas season. In Jesus' name, amen.